right now we're missing the right pieces to finish the puzzle. Awada now, shoots oh. and score, George Awada. Doesn't help anybody when they when they're getting on guys' backs and when they when they're shouting and shouting negative thoughts and you know you can hear that and you know it's not going to help anyone so just stick with it and, and cheer your team on. And Awada street the book of in front and it's there. The Belfast Giants have two. That's Ryan Crane. And the bumps up in the air. LeBlanc oh. passed that one in. I think. Uh, but he's got look keeper. There's a shot from Kuiper, and it's four nil. Yeah, it is frustrating because I know we can be better. We, we have been, and um, you know we, we expect more from ourselves. Matty Soderstrom gives him a shove. He's not going to wheedle his way out of that one, but George Awada is going to wheedle the puck into the back of the net. That's a hat trick for big George Awada since Coventry Blaze two, Belfast five. Yeah, for sure, it's a wake up call for everybody. I think um, you know, and you're not doing your job, and yeah, it's your job. It's definitely not secure. Last year, uh, we Thomas' hands were tied in a couple of situations. Hopefully this year, uh, this guy's hands uh, free, basically, to, to make changes. Coventry Blaze, a team under fire this week, getting booed off the ice after losing 5-2 at home to the Belfast Giants. On this week's Blaze Roundtable, the team respond. We talk to assistant coach Luke Chabot about his view on the weekend's games. Captain Jonathan Weaver addresses the booing and gives his message to fans. We get a player's perspective with Mike McLean. And James Pease says what you can do to help your team. Hello everybody, welcome to the Coventry Blaze Roundtable for this week. I'm Ed Kimberley and I'm joined here by Paul Wheeler. Just to give you a little situation update, if you've uh, not been following what's been going on, Coventry uh, lost to the Belfast Giants 5-2 to on Sunday night and they were they were booed off the ice. And uh, Tomo and myself, we were heckled um, when we do in our, pre- our post-game interview in Crosby's as well. You know, there's been a little bit of ruckus about it on the various fire and ice forums and various, you know, places... Um, where fans have ha- where fans have had their say and they can have their say, um, and you know we've done this show as we're going to do it today to give the players um, a way of responding as well. Here is assistant coach Luke Shabot who spoke to Ed about his feelings following the game against Belfast. Right now, just there's something missing, and we just got to find uh, the right pieces. Basically, to get together like a jigsaw puzzle, and then right now we're missing the right pieces to finish the puzzle. So uh, we'll be looking and discussing uh, options in uh, might well do some uh, needed adjustments. Is it going to be defence that gets changed up again or are we going to try and get someone going forward? Well, every, er, everything's got to be looked at, not only one aspect of things. Um, you know, s- I'm sure the, the people in the crowd have their own opinions about individual players and, and such but that's that's what people do which is fair enough they pay their money and they can say what they want but at the end of the day we got to sit down and go through what players are blending into our our long-term plan okay, so one last question obviously there is a lot of displeased blaze fans if you went in crosby's it was a bit hostile time i was expecting them to be baying for blood what's your message to these displeased blaze fans like i said we feel your pain but Fans here have been spoiled over the last seven years, and uh, I don't think they've realized how good they've they've had it. And now all of a sudden, uh, things are not <laughs> working out perfectly the way they want, and the, or they're accustomed to, and they they're voicing the displeasure. But uh, but realistically, the, the teams uh, achieve great things here, and uh, you know obviously 
we'll be working our hardest to to get back to that stage again. So Luke Chabot there with a, a fairly clear message to Blaze fans saying that they've been spoiled and uh, the booing isn't going to help the team. Do you agree with this, Ed? I certainly do. Um, the booing confused me because, okay, fine, Blaze fans can express their opinion about games. That's fine. I, I've got no desire to censor them. And I think it's great when the Blaze fans do give feedback. For me, it was it was weird because it was a three-goal hockey game that we lost because of mistakes. Shea Guthrie turned around and he, you know, he said, you know, what was that all about? What was the booing all about? And it doesn't help the players who are there now if you're booing them. We're going to talk to Jonathan Weaver in a second about um, his reaction to it and his message to the fans about the booing. But you know, I, we spoke to Paul Thompson, me and Paul, um, about an hour ago, and he you know, gave us a few pointers and a few tips about doing what we do. And he talked about the booing. That came up. And he said, you know, it's not just the guys that are getting disheartened on, on the bench that we've got. It's guys that potentially we could be bringing in that is a big problem because agents are now getting told by players they don't want to come to play for for Coventry because it's not a nice place to play. And that is because of things like the booing and the extensive criticism, which comes as a product of this kind of what Luke Shabot calls being spoiled. And Jonathan Weaver, we spoke to him about this and we discussed this effect with him and he had this to say to fans. Well, you got to take the rough with the smooth, and you know, obviously, we we had a a, a a terrible season last year, and it, you know, it affected us just as much as it affected them. But you've got to stay with us because, you know, f you need your home fans, and you need you need this place to be a cauldron, and and we feed off them as as, you know, and obviously they feed off us too. But we need them to be in the game and and, and making noise, and you know, cheering us on. It, it doesn't help anybody when they when they're getting on guys' backs and when they when they're shouting and shouting negative thoughts, and you know, you can hear that, and you know, it's not going to help anyone. So just stick with it and, and cheer your team on. I should expect then Jonathan Weaver as Blaze captain uh, saying that the team know they can do better and they they were, uh, I'd say they were fairly fighting words. They were basically saying, uh, we know this isn't right. We know we're going to sort it out. Help us out. Back us up. And, uh, you know, it does basically, it's interesting that both Luke Shabbat and John Weaver uh, emphasise to fans that they need to, uh, you know, back their team up and not turn on them instantly. And both of them say that uh, the club have been spoiled somewhat and you know we said it's not nice for players we've uh, heard as well you mentioned that there's agents in the conversation with uh, Paul Thompson we were talking about him and he was talking about several players within the Blaze camps and how he'd had one-on-one -on -one conversations with them and how they were uh, obviously down. Jonathan Weaver's getting a lot of uh, criticism we were told by uh, Paul Thompson that he was injured and could barely push off uh, on his right leg he was carrying an injury uh, at the weekend so that certainly puts uh, a lot of the criticisms that fans are giving Weaves uh, in a different light. But you know, Ed, it's interesting. They say they have this effect on players. Uh, but you mentioned the agents as well. It clearly says that Weaves is saying uh, get behind the team. So would you say that booing is, in fact, hurting the club not just now but in the future because it's changing the reputation of the Blaze? Yeah, absolutely. I mean... It says it all, doesn't it, when you know, you've know you got players potentially coming to the club that don't want to because of the hostile atmosphere. And it affects the players that are in the club. I mean, we spoke to Mike McLean. You're going to hear from him in a moment. Um, and he said you know, he wanted to come to the club because of the attractive package that um, that Paul Thompson can offer, i.e. with university um, and with the winning tradition that we've got here. We also asked him about what it's like to have your job on the line. And he had this to say. Tom has mentioned that he's looking at bringing someone else in. This must in a w obviously, it's bad because you don't know if your job's on the line or not as a player. But presumably, it's good because it kicks you up the bum and makes you work harder in training. Is that kind of what goes on? Yeah, for sure. It's a wake-up call for everybody, I think. Um, 
you know, when you're not doing your job on the ice, your job's definitely not secure. Um, but we need to we need to put up some wins. Um, we can't be having one good weekend, one bad weekend. Um, we need to keep pace with everybody in the top of the league, and uh, to do that, if that's what it takes, that's what's gonna have to happen. I think he speaks for everybody in the dressing room when uh, he says that. And centre Mike McLean has been one of the players getting major criticism from the Coventry Blades fans. Before I spoke to Tomo, um, we had the conversation about the guys and I spoke about McLean and I backed him up completely because I watch Mike McLean and I see a guy that's busting his gut and I see a guy that's got a good two-way game and he gets in the corners and he throws himself about but Blaze fans want imports. When they look at Mike McLean on paper coming into the team, they see a guy that's a point in the game in the coast, he's over a point in the game in the Central League and for that one season he played in the, uh, in the American League he was half a point a game and they want him to be up there with Luke Fulgham and at the minute he's not putting the puck in the net now whether that's a whether that's a you know he's him getting used to the team him, him not quite fitting in I don't know but Tomo is going to stick with it and you know his job as coach is to bring the best out in players and he's going to do that with McLean indeed we're uh, now going to move on we said we'd talk about where Blaze go from here obviously Fans on internet forums have lots of different views. Mike McLean's been getting criticism. Davy Phillips has been getting criticism. Uh, Jonathan Weaver's been getting criticism. You know, everybody's changing. So basically, Ed, what do you think the Blazers are going to have to do to get out of this? Well, I'll, t- I'll use the Belfast game as an example because it was turnovers from the back end that cost us. Um, and you know what, Tom is addressing that problem. He 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 said that you know he's got rid of Jonathan. Go- um, sorry, yeah, John Gordon for a reason, and um, he's brought in Dustin Wood. And his reasoning for bringing in Dustin Wood is because he needs a guy that is going to be a shutdown guy, someone he can put on with Jeremy Domish in the last minute or two of a game and shut the other team out. If we need, if it's a one goal game, we need that win. And he. The ordering of defensemen, obviously we talk about a number one defenceman, a number two defenceman, etc. And at the minute, from speaking to Tomo, it's all up in the air. You know, John Gordon was slotted in there. He's been yanked out. You've got Weaver playing as a number one. He's got that bit of an injury. Um, You've got Domish as a number two. You've got Davy Phillips as a number three. And bringing in Dustin Wood, as he's coming in as a number one defenceman, guys. So... He's going to restore order to that. He's going to be playing as a number one. You're going to have Weaves as a number two. You're going to have Domish as a number three. Phillips goes to a number four. Then you've got Cowley, number five, and Griffith, six. And he, he mapped it out for us. It's quite a simple table. And it goes on what they bring to the team. And it also goes by where they've played in the past as well and what, what essentially, skill sets they have. Indeed, uh, it was a very eye-opening conversation with Paul Thompson. Indeed, he did say that he had spoken to several players and told them in no uncertain terms that uh, he wanted them to keep playing better. We've come away from that conversation very sure that Paul Thompson, contrary to uh, what some people might have said about him in previous years, is hurting more than probably anybody at the moment at the problems at the Blaze and wants to improve them. Obviously, life does go on though. Blaze this weekend away in Brayhead and up in Hull, and Hull is a Challenge Cup game, um, which is, you know, the, the the competition in the Challenge Cup is gone, but there's no way they're going to get through. And a lot of the people have said that uh, the Blaze game this Sunday is going to be pretty much a dead rubber, and it's not worth attending for. We spoke to James Pease about this, and uh, here's what he had to say about what Blaze fans can do to help the team get out of their slump. 
You know, I think obviously we're uh, a little bit disappointed after last weekend, but, you know, the best way for us to get back is for everyone to rally back together, you know, for the players to get get back together, for the fans to come back and support us this Sunday. We want to get, you know, two, two, two and a half thousand fans back through that door. We want the place rocking. We want to uh, we want to get behind the players and uh, we want to uh, continue our campaign. OK, that's very interesting what James has got to say there, Paul. Um and I think our final point from this week's roundtable leads very much firmly on from what James has got to say. And um, it's all, it's quite simple. You know, if you care about the club, it's great. Fine, you can express your opinions. And if the team get thumped 10-1, like we did against Nottingham at home, you know, fair enough, booing is probably something that is acceptable. Because if we've lost 10-1 to a team on our own ice... They probably deserve it, to be fair. Nine out of ten times they've deserved it. But a three-goal hockey game against Belfast doesn't warrant it. And if you want to help your team come through the door on Sunday, come to the Hall games, come to the games where there are teams against you don't necessarily think, oh, great, they've got a lot of spark, they've got a big budget, whatever. Come through the door, and after the first couple of minutes of the uh, of the Blaze game against the, the Giants. The first shift with Fulge, um, he had a great shot, which was stopped by Murphy. And after that, they went up the other end and scored. And as soon as that happened, the fans' heads went down and the players' heads went down. Okay, the players' heads might go down, but it's up to you as the fans, as well as the coaching staff, we're well aware of that, to help them bring it up. You are essentially the sixth man out there. I know it's a cliche, but you are. And we really want to have the Skydome rocking on Sunday. We want to have the songs from yesteryears coming through. We know, you know, there's a fire and ice thread about it, about player songs. Let's have some of them because there have been few and far and in between so far this season. And if you want to help the team, that's a simple thing you can do to do it. Come through the door, be vocal, be on your feet and show us why you love this club. We, of course, will be there on Sunday for the Blaze webcast. We hope uh, that all of you too will be joining us. We hope to see you there and we hope to be on the round table next week celebrating a fine victory against Hull and not focusing on the negatives and Brayhead, of course, as well. But that's th that's about it from this week's round table. We'll be back next Wednesday uh, with more player interviews and views from inside the Blaze camp. But for now, from me, Paul Wheeler. And from me, Ed Kimberley as well. It's thank you very much for listening and goodbye.